0: Hey, I've got 22 minutes until the end of, we we said it's going to be a one hour service tonight uh, because our heart is actually, as Jen warmly uh, invited you, is to invite everyone to come and continue the service in another setting where we're just going to come and connect over food. Uh, You'll find all through the Bible, they did feasts, they did festivals, they got together and they connected over food and I want to invite you to Come and connect over food. We're, we're, we're going to celebrate the year that's been and, and springboard into the year that is ahead of us. Now, today, I want to share with you out of a passage of scripture from the Old Testament, from the book of Genesis. We're going right back to the very start as we finish this year here today. So Genesis chapter three says this. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal. The Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, you might, sorry, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to man and said, where are you? Can you guys call out for me and say, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, the woman you put here, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from this tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what? Is this that you have done? And the woman said, "The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. The serpent deceived me, and I ate it." I had the privilege of being at our Duant Valley campus this morning. I thought Pastor Alex was going to preach my message when she started uh, her sermon this morning because she talked about fake news. And my question for you, as we start this time of reflection in God's Word, is: What lies are you swallowing? What lies are you swallowing? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I hate it. And I'm going to go backwards as we start here on this final Sunday service of 2018. But for those that are taking notes, uh, my sermon title tonight is, Don't be deceived this New Year's Eve Eve. Don't be deceived this New Year's Eve Eve. And you might realise that today is New Year's Eve, Eve, and we're looking at Eve who happened to be deceived, uh, probably not on New Year's Eve, uh, but, <laughs> but I believe that we can learn some stuff from this passage of Scripture that is going to help us um, Step into 2019 not being contained or controlled or swallowing lies that the enemy has dished up, the devil has dished up, that is stopping us from stepping into the fullness that God has for us. Because the plans that God has for us are good. He has has a hope and a future for us. He has good works that he's prepared in advance for us to to accomplish and to achieve and to do. But so often the, 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 the limit of what he can do in our lives isn't him. It's us. It's us and it's what we've taken in and chosen to allow as a fence or a cage or a containment around us. So don't be deceived this New Year's Eve, Eve. Jesus, we thank you so much that you died so that we could live in the truth, so that we could experience intimate relationship with you, so that we didn't have to be duped or deceived, so that we could live freely in the freedom that was bought for us through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we ask here tonight, Holy Ghost, that you just be so present in the heart of every person here, in the mind of every person here. And if there is something that you want us to step out of at the end of 2018 so that we can step into 2019 with a new sense of freedom and purpose, God, we ask that you would highlight it. But then more than just highlight it, you would give each of us the courage to act upon that faith with conviction to bring it to you. To bring it into the court as we heard before whilst we were worshipping. Into your courts where you can remove it, where you can deal with it. King Jesus, have your way in this place. Everybody said, Amen. amen, amen. See, I believe that the truth of God's word never changes. And I believe the nature of the enemy is like so. The serpent, the deceiver, he doesn't change. That, that is his nature. That is who he is. He always has been and always will be, as it says in John 8, the father of lies. And he will always have that same desire that we read about in John 10, 10, where Jesus, he wants us to have life and life to the full. The enemy, on the other hand, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. See, in an NFL game, American football coaches, they have playbooks. And in their playbooks, they're filled with all manner of plays to take ground and to score goals so that they can win the game. And I honestly believe that the devil is the same. He's got a playbook. He's scheming. He's trying to work out ways to be able to take down the, his enemy, which is us, the body of Christ, so that the, the, the kingdom of darkness can rule and reign. But we don't fight, as Pastor Dave has preached and said many times, we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. And when we live and abide in Christ, we can actually come up against the evil schemes of the enemy, as it talks about in Ephesians 6 and 11, 12, where we, we fight not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities in the unseen realms. And we don't have to come up against it with, can I win this? But the question is, when will I win this? When will I? Because a lot of the time we are the inhibiting factor of seeing that victory. Because we either stay seated, stay comfortable, or we've swallowed a lie from the enemy. And all of a sudden that's brought us to a place of containment that God never designed for us. He has one goal, and He will always play from that same playbook. So what lies are you swallowing? Or what lies have you swallowed? Let's just go back through this passage of Scripture a bit. In verse 13, it says, Then the Lord God said to the woman... Actually, sorry, in verse (laughs) 1. I think I've I've just got the wrong note. It says, Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. Actually, that is verse 13. What lies have we swallowed or what lies are we swallowing? She swallowed the lie that the devil dished up hook, line and sinker. But let's not be so quick to judge Eve in this moment. But my, my heart and my faith and my prayer is that today we would be a bit self-reflective. That, like the psalmist, that we would, we would have a moment here in, in this place where we would say, God, search my heart. Search my heart. If there's any iniquity in me, God, here I am, and here it is. Lord, I bring it to you, creating me a clean new heart, renewing me a steadfast spirit. Do not cast me from your presence, Return to me the joy of my salvation. She swallowed it hook, line, and sinker, so let's not be quick to judge. She's only done what probably all of us has done from time to time, which is swallowed a lie. Does that mean that we should continue to swallow lies? Of course not. <laughs> But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you tonight, calling to mind a lie that you keep ingesting, then why not here tonight cough it up? Because it's better to cough it up than... Uh, has, has anyone ever... It uh, hasn't happened to me, but I've had friends when I was at high school, drank way too much alcohol, and then they've been taken by ambulance to the hospital where they force-induce the alcohol, the poison out of them so that they can be okay. Does anyone know anyone that's been in that boat before? You know, it's better to cough it up while you still can rather than being put into a place of such pressure that God's just going to force it out of you one way or another because he cares more about who you're becoming rather than the sin that you're being locked in into at the moment. That's God's heart. I'd I'd rather cough it up than have my stomach pumped out because you didn't cough up what you needed to. You cannot keep a lie hidden because you can't bury the truth. Even killing the truth cannot keep it in the grave. The Pharisees tried to do this, but three days later, what happened? Jesus rose again. What lies are we swallowing or what lies have we swallowed? So let's look at three lies that we can identify or find in this passage of Scripture and from this, let me encourage you, just reflect in your own heart if there's an area that is that God's speaking to you about and know that God doesn't condemn you. He loves you. And that's why we can, we can come together as the body of Christ and talk about this stuff and work through stuff because His heart is for us, not against us. Law number one, question of instruction. Verse one, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made and He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You see, I believe that the devil still does this today. The question, we swallow the lie of the question of instruction. God gives an instruction, but then the devil comes in and and, and says something contrary to it. You know, Jesus said, Go preach the gospel and make disciples. But sometimes we can find it just easier to just be a good person, not a God person. But what if they get offended? What if they get upset when, when I say the name Jesus? Do you know you just being a good person, though it might bear witness in some ways um, to the nature and the goodness of God, it can't actually bring someone to salvation. It's only the gospel that can do that. But sometimes the enemy can come in and say... Janelle, just, you know, keep your faith silent because you might upset someone. You know, did God really say, go preach the gospel? If if you're just a good person, that's good enough for God. You know, just just believe the lie. Be, Be happy to be contained in that and to stay in that. Did God really say that? The question of instruction. Did Jesus really say, lay hands on the sick and cast out demons? Okay, Jesus may have, may, may have given us the authority, but this is, I'm just thinking this is what the enemy might say. You know, Dave, I've, he might have given you the authority, but has he given you the ability? You know, it, maybe that's just something we read about in the Bible, and that's, that's something that Jesus can do, or maybe some healing evangelists, but, you know, just stick to prophesying and stick to preaching. Don't, don't worry about that. All of a sudden, he twists the instructions... So it 's palatable, and we take it in, and all of a sudden we find ourselves living in a place of sin and separation from God that we that God never intended us to be living in. Did God really say that? Did God really say we should honor our parents? All the parents in the room said, yes. "Amen." But then all of a sudden the enemy comes to the children, comes to the young person and says, they don't understand what life's like for you in this season of life. You're living in the 21st century. You know, your parents, they lived when it was like black and white TVs, where the world was black and white. There wasn't even color. Like, now it's amazing. We can see all these colors, but they couldn't. Like, all of a sudden, the enemy comes in and starts speaking to you. It's like, Maybe you don't need to honour your parents because they don't actually know best. And all of a sudden we start swallowing this lie because it comes palatable to the flesh, not to faith. Did God really say that? The devil questions and manipulates the instruction. So my encouragement is number one, don't swallow the lie. He twists instructions. Number one, the question of instruction. Number two, The serpent questions integrity, God's integrity. Verse 4, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. All of a sudden, the devil in this moment, speaking to Eve and speaking, it says that Adam was there as well. He was listening to everything that was going on as well. Tell you what, if you are a man and 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 lies are coming in and your wife is next to you, um, just kill that snake. Don't listen to the snake. Just deal with it. <laughs> just get out of there. Um, there's some things that we should just run from rather than try to fight. That's that's not called wisdom. That's called, sorry, that's not called weakness. It's called wisdom, choosing to put yourself out of a situation where temptation is too strong for you. Um but this one, all of a sudden, the, 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 the devil questions God's integrity. He says, God's withholding from you. Lauren, God's withholding from you. You know, you haven't had that extra pay rise and a, a free work car and and, you know, a husband and three kids already. God's withholding from you. Obviously, God doesn't care. And all of a sudden... God uh, the devil starts dishing out lies like this that question the father's integrity when the nature of our father is that he he wants to have, give every good gift to his children just like Jen was saying that how she loves to give good gifts to her children that's our father's heart he has good things stored up for us so which voice are we listening to in that instant? Are we listening to the voice of our Heavenly Father or are we swallowing the palatable lie of, of, of the devil that's saying, God's withholding. You can't trust Him. Just, you, you, can't, you can't trust Him. Ever heard, um, have you ever heard something about someone that you love? Not from them, but like secondhand or thirdhand. And it seriously brings into question, not just their judgment, but their integrity. Have you guys ever like, you know, someone's come up to you and said, oh, have you heard, well, what's his name's been up to? And it's not, it's not firsthand, it's, it's from someone else coming and bringing it to you. Let me encourage you. <laughs> Before we believe every second-hand, third-hand, fifth-hand comment that comes out of the mouth of someone that might love to gossip? Why don't we just go back to our Heavenly Father and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us so that we might be led into truth, not into disillusionment? The lie of instruction, and secondly, the lie of God's integrity. We've got three minutes left, if I can have the band back up. The third one is, is this one. The lie of our own independence. The lie of our own independence. Do we swallow this lie? In verse 6 it says, when the woman saw, when she saw, not when God saw, when she saw, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Questioning instruction, questioning integrity, but sometimes the lie can be a lie of our own independence. See, we're not designed to be independent. They started acting out of their own accord. Not a Honda Accord, but their own accord. Don't think a Honda Accord would be allowed in the Garden of Eden. This lie is perpetuated through societal expectations, independence. But the reality is we're actually designed for total dependence on God. Total dependence on God. And up until this point, on their relationship with God, that was the case. Adam and Eve were living in perfect relationship with a loving father whose integrity is is perfect, whose instructions are perfect. And all of a sudden, because they believed the first two lies, all of a sudden the third lie was swallowed. And that third lie is they chose to become dependent on self rather than dependent on Christ, dependent on God. If you don't believe me, Jesus was totally dependent on following the instruction and the lead of his father. In John 5, 19 to 20, it says this. So Jesus said, I speak to you this timeless truth. This is out of the Passion Translation. And I just love the way this was phrased. Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see my father doing for the son does the same works as his father. Because the father loves his son so much, he also reveals to me everything that he has, everything that he is about to do. How cool is that? Because we're in that same boat. We're co with Christ. We're children of the living God. That means the father actually has all this information that he wants to relay and convey to us at any moment, Because there's incredible things that He wants us to do as well. And you will be amazed when He shows me even greater works than what you've seen so far. See, dependence on God, what does that look like? It's choosing to live in community and build kingdom culture. It's choosing to live conviction, to live out Christ's commands even when it's difficult. It's choosing to be intimate in obedience to the Holy Spirit's leading. It's choosing to have humble hearts willing to receive correction when required. Don't be deceived this New Year's Eve, Eve.